Finnovate showcases cutting-edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short-form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Finnovate podcast. Joining me today, we have Joseph Akintolayo, founder and CEO of Deposits. Joseph, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be here. So you could have seen Deposits on our stage at Finnovate Fall in the past year. Um, but Joseph, for those of us who didn't see the demo, would you mind taking just 60 seconds and kind of talking us through yourself and what Deposits is all about? Yeah, so um, last year's Finnovate demo was really awesome. Um, uh, I want to thank you guys for that. Uh, we were able to build a bank on stage, a digital banking solution in seven minutes. We did manage to go over a little bit, but I think that's pretty good, you know, uh, uh, drawing a full solution. And that brings me to what we do. Um, Deposits is a no-code and low-code uh, embedded finance uh, platform. So uh, while we're different than, you know, banking or service providers or, uh, or you know, core providers is that we extend the functionality of the system that already exists and build a bridge basically between the past and the future. And the future is modern customer expectations. And so uh, there's lots of banks, like let's say 10,000 banks that are not built like startups. Uh, they don't have big tech teams and you can't expect them to uh, just turn around overnight and become technology platforms. Similar to the problem that Shopify solves for e-commerce or you know, uh, WordPress solves for websites, we solve for financial services. And so they use our tools connected to their legacy systems uh, to launch modern experiences that uh, are great for the customer, great for the bottom line, and that don't require a heavy lift. And that's what we do. Yeah, no, it's a really cool demo. And, you know, I appreciate you also using the Finnovate Fall logo to build that bank on stage. So we had kind of a mm -hmm. bank of Finnovate there when all was said and done. Um, yeah. One of the aspects that I want to just zoom in on at the beginning here is this, uh, the no code element. Can you talk a little bit about why you think that's such an important way to bring this technology forward? Yeah, so... Um... Let's just start with the fact that like 99% of the world cannot code, right? And everywhere code is today, no code will be tomorrow. Similar where, you know, everywhere paper was, paperless is today, right? And so um, we ride that trend. That trend has been thriving over the last couple of years in lots of different areas and platforms and technology companies, but it hasn't really made its way to financial services. And why that's challenging is you're, you're basically asking banks, which, you know, in practice or any financial service provider who offers a relationship business to suddenly become a technologist. And so all these different vendors and all these costs come to play. And it really kind of determines who gets to have a voice, who gets to participate in the future of financial services. Right. And right now that is completely dependent on how massive your technology budget is. We read all the time about Chase spending a billion dollars on its app or Wells Fargo spending $120 million on its app, right? Um, can your local community bank do that? Can a minority-run bank or a CDFI do that? And if, you know, consumer expectations are, are driving the wave of innovation, uh, do we expect for, you know, the community banks, credit unions uh, that are there for the small guy? right, to be able to survive if everything is measured in convenience and is measured in app store ratings. 
And so that's one of the things that's pushing the no code. Um, Cause there's really not anybody that sits in the gap that can like integrate, you know, technology solutions. There's a lot of third party vendors. You hire a dev shop or manage uh, the channel and build your interface. Um, and so we bring it all together. Uh, one API, one single request and response structure that allows people to launch a multitude of financial experiences. So on the back end, a network of networks. On the front end, something like Shopify, but for financial services. And we think that this is where the entire industry is moving. We've seen a lot of traction towards here. We just happen to be one of the first to tell this story and to build out the technology. But, but we believe uh, very strongly, and I believe, that um, this is what's needed for people to get to where they are, to where they need to go. Because who knows what an API is? It's like mailing somebody fabric and asking them to put together their own spacesuit, right? People yeah. <laughs> want to wear ready-made clothes. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I, lo I love that analogy. And I mean, you know, yeah. so many of the times that I've been speaking to or speaking with uh, members from, you know, community banks or credit unions, and, you know, I, I've been telling them this is an area, fintech is an area where you need to be really paying attention because the long-term success of your financial institution will depend on your ability to play in this space. And for many of the people there, you know, these smaller banks, the the bank president is literally the person who turns the lights on in the branch in the morning. You know, there's a team of four or yeah. five people who are running it. And you think, well, how is that person supposed to ever be able to compete with an IT team of one of these large multinational banks? And here you're maybe starting to see a way that they can potentially do that, that sort of everybody is able to start to use some of these tools. And to your earlier point, that just opens up a lot of opportunity for all types of, of different products, different services. And really what the, the community banks and local credit unions and that, that type of group has is they have this advantage of being able to really understand the people that they work with. They have the advantage of being able to get this personal relationship. Um, what they don't have is the ability to deliver on the technical side. And if you're able to deliver on that technical side and keep those other advantages, all of a sudden you do have a really significant leg to stand on as you as a financial institution are trying to you know, continue to grow and, and gain new customers. So one of the questions I just want to kind of touch on, we've talked about it a little bit, but you know, who do you consider the primary target market for deposits? Obviously, you know, it's aimed at banks, but is this something you mentioned there being other industries that are kind of working in the no-code space? Do you see deposits being limited to the financial arena, or is it something that you could imagine eventually kind of extending beyond it? Yeah, I mean, I think financial services are, you know, um, the meaning of that is evolving. So it's not just banking, it's also payments right? Any kind of financial experience. And that's where we see ourselves, like being the people who delivers the, the best financial experiences, but under, you know, your brand, right? And so um, that's, uh, that's where we see ourselves going. Um, I, you know, I, I think at the beginning, I mentioned that it's a relationship business, right? Uh, relationships are happening everywhere now. They're happening on platforms, they're happening uh, in marketplaces. They're happening in online communities. And anywhere there's a relationship, uh, that's an opportunity to uh, embed or offer financial services to those people. And so I do, you know, we, uh, you can use our front end or UI can some component libraries to build lots of things, right? Uh, but um, money is integral to our life. It's uh, all transactions, healthcare, what have you. And if we can streamline that and make it better, contextual, right, community-driven, affinity-based, and in the brand and look and feel, ideally, of a local provider, 
someone that you can go knock on the door and see the face and talk to them. Um, we believe that uh, it's just going to be a better ecosystem for everybody. For the bank side, no one's going to have to leave a bank that they love because the app sucks, right? Like that yeah. is meaningful. Nobody's going to have to leave an institution in their community for, that benefits them and it supports their values for, you know, an app made on the coast that's just a little bit faster. That's not a choice people are going to have to make anymore. And then from a broader standpoint, anyone who, you know, has influence, has a community and like uh, maybe even sits in the flow of funds can now offer and expand financial services to their community. And so this is something that we're very proud about. Um, I know I'm kind of going to ramble here, but um, we've been able to help. Um, um, there's this awesome uh, company on Dallas are called MyFresh, and they, uh, they target the criminal justice impacted community. Um, you know, the, the, uh, one of the founders of it, he had a, a, he didn't spend any time in jail, but he had a, a charge when he was 17 and, um, and he, uh, pled guilty. And because of that, he had a felony on his record, went on to be a very successful founder, had a few exits. And afterwards he thought to himself, what do I want to do? I want to make it so that people in my community, right. Which happens to be 20 million people with something on their record. It's a massive community, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, have access to financial services and we were able to power that and so um that's what i mean by community and bringing the tools down to a level where anyone with a will now has a way yeah no absolutely and i mean you highlighted this in your demo as well when you're talking about the bank in texas who is able to use deposits to all of a sudden start offering foreign exchange services to the Hispanic community that was local to them. And this is a community who's mm -hmm. trying to send money uh, to their family uh, families back home in, in various countries throughout Latin America. And all of a sudden through deposits, you know, a local community bank was able to play in that space, which was really cool because first of all, you have a bank who sees the need, who wants to go in and try and make a change and offer a service to a community that is, you know, not surprisingly, uh, not always... Uh, a priority maybe is putting it mildly for the financial industry. And so here you had a bank who's able to do that and then do it again really quickly through the technology that you're bringing. Now, is that something that, you know, you saw, did you see that kind of problem and think, you know, this is a way to fix it? Or is that just sort of one of those things that people are able to do with your technology that, um, you know, it's kind of more on you know, anybody who sees this kind of an opportunity is now able to go after it. Yeah, I mean, and so, you know, I know what I said about mailing people fabric, but that's where the APIs come in. So anybody can, you know, go to our docs.deposits.dev and go to our API documentation and, and, and deliver FX, just click on the FX tag. And we even have guides and workflows that tell you, hey, this is how to add this function, this feature to your institution. You know, what makes us uh, special and why, you know, that story is special there's a lot of providers that say, hey, you have to switch out your whole text, right? Everything's yeah. got to change. You got to do all that. Like, you know, it's things that are very stressful and and, and that are uh, um, not necessarily budget friendly for smaller institutions, right? And so they recognize the problem. They're losing customers. And, and in large part, their customers are getting these services. They're getting them from somewhere else. They're often getting them at way higher rates and at higher fees than they should be paying. And so, you know, this allows to us to bring uh, us to enable, you know, financial service providers, banks, et cetera, to more of these features in-house so that people who already trust them to hold their deposits or their car loans or their mortgages can also trust them to send money home to their families. 
without having to go to a, a different place. And so from an API perspective, you can add this to your app if you want to. It doesn't even have to be like a, a banking app or a banking core, or you can use the deposit system that sits on top of the legacy system. We're not, you don't have to toss it out to extend that functionality and open up a broader ecosystem of function. Um, another analogy I like to use is like, it's like Apple TV for banks, right? So yeah. you, know, you plug in an Apple TV to an old TV and now it's suddenly smart. You know, it can do all these new things. And the only integration you did was like an HDMI cord, right? right and so right. that's exactly <laughs> what we do to their system. Yeah. Oh man. My mom has Apple TV. And when she navigated outside of the Apple TV system once on accident, it was like, she had no yeah. clue how to get back into it. <laughs> like yeah. just push, push the input button, mom, you can get in there. Um, I shouldn't say that she yeah. listens to these episodes. So, um, I don't I know. know. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to switch gears a little bit because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you do come at this from a different background, obviously being an African-American founder mm -hmm. in the fintech space has given you certainly some different experiences and different priorities. I think than a lot of others who are in the fintech community. How do you think that your experiences, your personal experiences have kind of affected how deposits has come together or the direction that you've taken the company? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's interesting. We had a different idea of how it answered until this very moment. Um, what I can tell you is, uh, uh, when you come from like a, a non-dominant group, a minority group, like you're, you're the small guy, right? And so um, I'm a systems thinker. I'm a big believer in the power of systems to affect good and change in the world. And when you solve the problem for the small guy, you solve the problem for everybody, right? Um, and so uh, there's, you know, I, I happen to sit on the board of the National Bankers Association. There's uh, about 19 minority banks in there. Right, um, it's a 95-year-old organization, and uh, if the things that I build as a technologist cannot help that group, right, which has lots of challenges and that desperately needs to modernize, right, even just as a means to survival, then have I really built something meaningful, right? Like it's almost like yeah. a charity begins at home kind of standpoint, and so that has colored. Uh, and and really given lots of purpose and and meaning to to my work uh, at deposits and and the work that we do there, right? Um, yeah. A lot of people uh, talk about fintech's um, potential to advance financial inclusion, right? Um, and you know, one kind of have to that is you can extend inclusion from uninclusive interfaces, right? right. Yeah. Or from <laughs> uninclusive places like that's one counter, and so. Um, you know, taking a step back, you know, we, we um, by building for the people with the least resources, right, and giving them the power to compete with the people with the most resources, right, I think that's just, you know, that is, um, that's part of our, like, American story, right? And, um, and that's part of the, the story, I think, that anybody in a uh, position to influence or help their community, I think, you know, they, that story will resonate with them, right? Just from a charity starts at home standpoint. But more broadly speaking, we have an entire industry that's facing this challenge. And so not only did it make sense to solve it for, um, you know, uh, the vulnerable people in my immediate community, it solved it for all the vulnerable banks out there 
that are either shutting their doors or going through M&A or trying to decide how to survive in an evolving landscape. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, uh, um, that has been a little bit of my, my journey and, uh, and how my background, uh, comes to play in the services that we deliver at deposits. Yeah, no, I mean, certainly I think there's a lot to take away from that. And I think you, you make a really good point about if it's not usable by the people who are kind of on the, who have the most need for it, then how useful is it really? Like, what have you actually built if you aren't able to help out the people who really need the help? And I think this is something where in many cases, the fintech ecosystem is certainly more aware of the value of bringing diversity into the ecosystem now than it was you know, 10 years ago when I first came into the space. Um, and it was something that wasn't even really talked about. But I think still you have this situation where there's a lot of lip service being paid and ultimately where the actual products meet the ground or in some cases where the venture capital funding meets the ground, really. Um, there's still this really big disconnect between you know some of the words that people say and what they actually do. Um, you know, in talking to you just before we push record here, you had a really good line: "Show me your budget, and I'll tell you what you value." Which I loved. I love that that sentence. So I had to make sure I got into here. But I think if you hold venture yeah. capitalists up to that standard, you know, show me who you invested, in and I'll show you what you believe in. This is, I think, all of a sudden, a very different equation than what some of the um, how, how some of the venture capitalists perceive themselves. I should say. Um, so, you know, we could talk about this for a really long time. I don't want to mm -hmm. necessarily get bogged down here. It is there's a lot of, of fruit for discussion, but I want to bring it back mm -hmm. to deposits now because we are coming up on the end of our time. And I just mm -hmm. want to zoom out a little bit and, and talk about kind of the big picture and the long term future that you see. How far does your ambition reach with deposits? How, how far do you think you can take it? Uh, I think we can take it really far. I think we can build an ecosystem, right? Uh, of people using a shared platform, right, under their brands, their look, their feel, uh, to deliver the best financial experiences the world has ever seen, right? Um, in context, in community, uh, affinity-based, all benefiting from, you know, like when you use a Cash App card at a Square Reader, at a coffee shop, and then the person gets paid uh, through Square Payroll, and the merchant gets their stuff through, uh, gets it all in their bank account in one ecosystem, right? But what if the local community bank or the um, the credit union attached to your church could offer you these kinds of experiences? And it worked with the next local place and the next local place. And so that's what, you know, my grandest ambition is to put the power of you know, I, it's badass a safe word to say on a podcast. Yeah, totally. But, but, but <laughs> Only if you really mean of, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I want people to have not just like a good experience. I want it to be badass. I want it to be an opportunity for a surprise and delight. And more importantly, I want it to be backed by people that are in their community, by people who have their values, by um, uh, things that speak in their voice. And so everyone can feel like they own the products and the services and the things that they use, right? When you, you know, show off your favorite local place, you're not a shareholder in it, but you feel a certain sense of pride and ownership in yeah, it, don't you? Oh, totally. Right? And it, you know, and so, um, but, right, like COVID happens and maybe like stop leaving the house and you order out and you're only going to order whatever can get delivered and is what's on the apps. That's the difference, right? It's yeah. bridging that connection between what we value naturally as people and then what we need in this, you know, new digital world. 
And so that's where I see deposits being, you know, I'm, I'm depositing my faith and lots of years out of my life and, and, you know, gray hairs to, 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 um, you know, see this thing bloom in a much bigger way. And so that's where I think deposits, I would love if our story was, um, if nothing else, that we helped to save a few banks that, um, you know, who see people not just as like credit worthy, but risk worthy that make character based loans that provide opportunities for the person who builds the next big thing, the next Chipotle, next McDonald's, who knows, right? That might come from anywhere. And, yeah. you know, uh, and maybe, you know, our story is that uh, it's more likely that that was delivered from the small guy because we exist, right? And so um, uh, that would be enough for me to say, um, thank God that I was able to have a small legacy and an impact on um, this industry in general. But my grandest ambition is deposits is embedded everywhere, um, and people don't even know that we're there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's an awesome vision. It's a it's a terrific product. I would encourage anybody listening to go back and check out their demo video at finnovate.com. You can find them under the Finnovate Fall 2022. Uh, section there. Again, the company is called Deposits. I've been talking to Joseph, their CEO and founder. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's been a real pleasure getting to to chat with you. And I hope our leader, or listeners have found it to be really insightful as well. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Greg. And it's such a pleasure. Really appreciate you reaching out. The Finnovate podcast is produced by Informa Connect in association with Provoke.fm Media. Check out Finnovate.com for information on Finnovate's upcoming shows and to learn how you can get involved. The discount code Finnovate Podcast will save you 20% on tickets to all of our events. And you can email us at info at for information on sponsoring, speaking, or demoing. Thanks for listening.